You are now listening to that meddlesome jerk. Please enjoy responsibly. It is New Year's Eve, almost 6 o'clock p.m. over here. Uh, so we've still got a little bit of time before we ring in the new year and start all the festivities. We're going to have a little party at my house. And by little, I mean going to be my wife and my child and no one else. And generally, that's usually the case. You know what? I don't like going out on New Year's Eve. I never have. I never will. I never got it. Fucking, what do I give a shit? Um... It's fun to like go to parties, but like I think we have this ideal built in our head that we need to like live these grandiose New Year's experiences where it needs to be life changing and and then New Year, new me. I'm gonna go hike tomorrow morning. You ain't gonna hike, fatty. Just nurse that hangover and shut the fuck up. Plus, oh God, do me a favor, honestly. You know, as someone who hikes all the time, whether it's summer, whether it's winter, whether it's the new year, whether it's not from the all during the year, I'm, I'm, I'm out there. Not on New Year's Day, not on New Year's Day. You want to know why? Because the new year, new me going out there, I'm going to burn some calories. Fucking the gym is the most packed during that time. Hiking trails are the most... Pa- it, it feels like fucking I'm at Disneyland, for God's sake. Like, I can't even move. I go to the trails to be away from people, not to be near people. Go do your own shit. I mean, I guess it's uh, a valiant effort, I suppose. But, I mean, can we just get past this? this? This whole notion of, like, new year, new me. We know it doesn't work. I mean, why do we kid ourselves, honestly? I mean, we like to think of like, okay, well, now it's... You don't need to start new lifestyle changes because it's the beginning of the year. You could do it any time. I know it's a crazy thought, but you can. You don't just have to wait till January 1st. I know too many people are like, oh, yeah, once January 1st, then I'm going to fucking do it right now. Do it right now. If you really want to do it, do it. That being said, um, I decided to do a little podcast while they're kind of doing their thing out there. My wife is, I think she's doing yoga right now, and my son is playing video games. Or she was doing yoga, who knows, she's probably cleaning now, which is a, a form of meditation for her too. She's like, she's the only person I know who watches cleaning videos. Uh, it's... It's, uh, I mean, granted, I watch people play the drums, so what the fuck, like, who am I to judge? We all have our weird videos that bring us inner peace and zen. Uh, for me, watching someone play a drum, uh, that's, that does it for me. Skateboarding, same thing. I could just watch hours upon hours of people skateboarding. So... I decided I would jump in here and, and throw down a podcast real quick. Um, want to pull the curtain back a little bit and show you the, the inner workings. Uh, I feel like I've, I've done that a lot to where it's not a new thing of how I try to explain the behind the scenes. Well, one of the things I do, uh, I'm a big note taker. And... Um, some people know that about me. Some people don't, uh, I love taking notes cause like I have a good memory, but I also have a very bad memory as well. Like thoughts. I have so many that I won't remember them where I'm like, Oh man, I should do a podcast about this or I should do an episode about this. Uh, give me about five seconds and I'll fucking forget immediately unless I write it down. And when I write it down, I I still forget. It's just, you know, it's there for me to remember. So 
So for a lot of stuff, I, I, I write notes. Um, episode are one of them um, topics to discuss. Never really, like when I'm talking to someone, I'm never looking at my list of being like, okay, this is where the conversation should go. All right, just waiting for my end. Oh, yeah, and speaking of, you know, it's never that. Never, never that. I When I have a conversation, I have topics I want to discuss in a general, like if I am talking to someone, you know, about a certain thing, then it's like, I, it's generally the questions will just come up naturally. And it's like, okay, this is the question I have for you. It wasn't pre-written or pre-thought of. It's usually in the moment. And then wherever the conversation takes us, I try to just let it go naturally. Just have a conversation. Because, I mean, it's not an interview. You know, a lot of the times I'm talking to people I know. And so I don't want to do the, where did you grow up? How did you get to this? No, let's just have a conversation and see what comes out of it. Um, sometimes nothing, sometimes something. But that being said, when I'm doing my solo podcast, I I always have these grand ideas of like, oh, I'm going to do a, a whole solo podcast about this, and I'm going to do a whole solo podcast about that. And if you have listened to more than three shows, you have probably heard me lament over the fact that I have all these grand ideas and I never do them. I'm trying to be more proactive. Um, A lot of it has to do with, honestly, with my depression and anxiety. It, It stops me from doing a lot of things. And I'm trying to not do that. Uh anymore. I'm trying to, I don't know, get away from all that and just kind of do the things I want to do. I mean, realistically, when this year started out, uh, last December, I had in the middle, I had appendicitis, went to the hospital, had that shit yanked right the fuck out. And, uh, when I came home, it was like, man, you know, I am always thinking of these things of like, I should start a podcast. I should do an album. I should do this and And I never do them. It's how I want to, you know, I make music and I'll do things. I remember I recorded a podcast with uh, a friend of mine years and years ago. Uh, it was a long time ago. I want to say like four years ago. And he was kind enough to come over and sit down and talk to me for a while. And, and we, he did another podcast with me just recently, which I really need to edit only because it's like five hours long. Uh, and I don't, I don't want to cut out anything because as far as I'm concerned, the entire conversation was fucking gold. Uh, an amazing person to talk to the last conversation. We, the first podcast was great. Um, but uh, this one was really good, and we were like, man, we really went off the rails and had ourselves, it, it was topics about anything and everything. It was, it was fucking great. The only thing is, it's close to five hours long, and if anything, I'm cutting that shit up into five episodes. But I have to sit down and, you know, cut them up naturally, and then... You know, because I don't want it just to be like this weird abrupt ending and then a weird start. Like I want them to kind of flow. So, but I just got to sit down and do it. Um, but anyway, I I did an episode and then I never put it out, never went anywhere. And, you know, uh, I always wanted to, I like, so I, I started a, like kind of building because I was like, well, okay. In order to do a podcast, I need to have like 20 episodes under my belt and then I'll release them slowly and then kind of start, you know, making more episodes. And then I had all these weird rules and regulations already set in place for something that didn't even exist yet. I didn't even know how to fucking put out one. Um, and then I met the goddess Asha who changed everything and told me how to put out a fucking podcast. She was just like, yeah, I have a podcast. This is how I do it. And I was like, holy shit. Okay, that's awesome. And then, boom, went and did it. Uh, I did three podcasts in a weekend in January uh, of this year, the beginning of this year. Um, 
one with my son, one with my buddy Joe, and then um, one with uh, the the So Dumb podcast. Uh, I did their podcast, and then they did mine with Athena and Asha. And so, you know, I've been doing it ever since. And then, you know, my band Nature Show Hosts, plural. Uh, I don't know how much I've talked about this on this podcast, but we put out, you know, I know I've, I've said I put out an album, but I haven't really, like, promoted it, promoted it. Um, the band Nature Show Hosts, we put out an album called San Jose because that is where my bandmate and I met. Um, Northern California is kind of always a, had a special place in our heart. I don't think it gets repped, and when it does, no one ever reps San Jose. It's always fucking San Francisco or Oakland. Um, never San Jose. Never San Jose. Maybe if you hang out with Lars and you're familiar with Rancid, you'll know, uh, like Campbell and stuff. That's where we went to middle school. But anyway, um, it's on all digital platforms, iTunes and Apple Music and Spotify and uh, iHeartRadio, Deezer, all YouTube, uh, all that stuff. Um, So if you want to hear some like electronic uh, instrumental music. I mean, it's not all electronic. There's a lot of live instruments and stuff there. Cause I, I know that some people hear the word electronic and think like, doo-ch, doo-ch, and it's definitely not that, but, uh, recorded an album that I'm extremely proud of. Um, started this podcast, which, you know, I'm also extremely proud of mainly cause fucking, I kept at it. Like, uh, there was a period where it was like, well, I did 10 episodes. I'm good. It was like, no, I keep going, keep going. Um, and, uh, you know, I wrote, uh, a script. I started writing, uh, like a book and, uh, just wrote a lot, finished a lot of stuff and, just, I feel like this year I have done a lot, but I've also been like a lot of stuff just got in my way, which it is what it is. Um, that being said, I'll be, I used, you know, I go on these walks and when I go on these walks, I'll have ideas and I'll think like, oh man, I should talk about this and I should talk about that. Uh, there is one episode that I want to do, and I'm still going to do it, um, but I need to do a lot of like, because I'm going to be putting a lot of files and a lot of stuff in there, and it's uh, it's a lot of work. I just need to sit down and do it, and I'm planning on doing it, and I'm going to do it very soon. But yeah, so one of the things I do is I take notes and I take notes for these episodes and I'm like, okay, I should do this for a future thing. And it never comes to be. And a lot of times um, they just sit in my notes and live there. And a lot of times they're fully thought out ideas. And uh, other times it's just a random thought. Uh, For example... One of my notes, it just says, the Amazing Race should be called Let's Yell at Taxi Drivers. I watch a lot of Amazing Race, and 50 to 60% of it is the contestants just yelling at these poor taxi drivers like they, you know, like they give a shit about them. So now, realistically, how much material can I get out of that? but I still wrote it down. You know what I mean? So I have a lot of stuff like that. And so I thought for the end of the year, um, for here on New Year's Eve, I'm going to go through my notes. Well, not all of them. And just kind of uh, throw them all out there right now. Let's, uh, so let's do this. I dated this girl a long time ago and we lived together for a couple years and she was a fucking nightmare. Um, I won't go too into much into it, but it was, uh, it's an insane story of 
uh, of her and, and why I stayed with her and all that. But um, when, when I met her, you know, she was cool. Like, she hung out with a lot of my friends. I got along with them. She's kind of uptight. She's from, like, this small little desert town and all that. And I don't want to say she was racist, but uh, you could tell it sometimes. Like, there was hints uh, of racism, but, like, you know, her best friends weren't white. Like... Her best friend at home is native. And then when I met her, uh, her best friend was Mexican, you know, like, and so she didn't, she hung out with all the colors. Uh, that sounds really bad. All the colors I didn't say all the coloreds, but anyway, you know, she was, you know, the rainbow, like everyone's welcome. And it's not like I heard her say anything bad about gay people or anyone in the community. And so it's not like she was just this like hardened, you know, homophobe racist. Uh, but every once in a while, ooh, little glimmer, little glimmer would shine. And he'd be like, mm. well, you know, maybe she would get a little too drunk and be like, oh, immigrants are ruining this country. And you're like, what? But, you know, then the next day she's fucking high-fiving, uh, you know, a bunch of immigrants and being like, they're great. Let's invite them over. So it was like weird contrast where it's like, is she? I don't know. Maybe she was just drunk. Fast forward to we are no longer together. Thank goodness. But, uh, and I, and I don't keep in contact with her at all anymore. And, um, but, one and please forgive me, because uh, really, like this isn't. Uh, I'm just just prefacing like this isn't a political thing, by any means. But uh, I was told that now she is hugely racist, um, and like I, because I have friends with who are still friends with her. Well, kind of, they were. Uh, they've recently cut ties, but I would get, you know, like people be like, Hey man, are you still friends with her? And they're like, Nope, Nope. It's like, Oh man, she's fucking crazy racist. Uh, and then, you know, it's like racist, but, and then it's like the whole Trump thing. Here's the thing. I don't think being a Trump supporter is a defining thing for you. I know that may be to the left. Uh, a, a troubling thing to say, but like, if you like Trump, that's not going to get you cut out of my book. Um, I don't give a shit what you, what, what side of the party you're on. I honestly don't. Um, because I know like left and right, they both got annoying people on them. And so I don't give a shit if you like Donald Trump and think he's the greatest thing ever. I don't give a shit if you like whoever's on the left, you know, it doesn't matter to me. Um, I feel like I've said enough times on this podcast, uh, I'm, I'm not, I don't consider myself right or left. I don't consider myself a centrist either. Uh, I like who I like, and I think total devotion to one party is a dangerous thing. Um, uh, there's people that I like in, in political parties, and then, you know, it's like, oh, well, I like some other things, but I always prefer it too. It's, it's never like, ah, oh, fucking, I love this guy. He's number one support. You don't like him? Get out of my house. Because let's be honest, and, and I want you to really think about this with, for yourself. Like, does anyone deserve that kind of devotion? Has there ever been a political figure that deserves that kind of thing? Okay, sure. You may want to put that other party in their place and be like, they got owned because that's like the YouTube way of thinking, you know, like watch this person get owned, watch this person get put in their place. And then, you know, I don't want to watch anyone get put in their place. My self-esteem is fine. I don't need to watch the destruction of someone else's self-esteem in order to make myself feel good for the day. It doesn't really ever make me feel good watching and, and really no one ever is getting destroyed or owned 
like they might make some good points being like, haha, and you know, maybe a deserved high five, but never destroyed and obliterated and all whatever fucking creative words you want to put in to get the, the YouTube views. Anyway, I'm going off on a, a tangent, but my point is, uh, I think specifically in, you know, in these days, We've let our politicians kind of, uh, you know, when I'm, I'm seeing people out on the corner with fucking flags and shit. Like, wait, do like, I would never do that. I, I have bands tattooed on my skin. I would never go out onto the street and be like, listen to the misfits. They are the best. Uh, you know? Now, one might say that uh, getting tattoo is along the same lines, and I disagree because my tattoo is a lot of times for my eyes only. Um, my Misfits tattoo, yes, it is in a visible spot, uh, but I could wear long sleeves and you'll never see it. Uh, on my upper shoulder, I have a specials tattoo. That unless I'm taking off my shirt, you ain't ever seen it. There, I guarantee there are friends of mine who have known me for decades and don't know that I have a very large, it's not tiny, it is a very large specials tattoo. Um, there's plenty of friends who don't know, you know, they don't know what's tattooed on my torso. Because they don't see me with my shirt off. Like... If you if you are listening to this and you know me right now, uh, please, because I, I will get texts every once in a while from someone or messages like, oh, hey, you know, from, from something I say. So here is my message to you, Rudy. What do I have tattooed on my back? My entire back. Not just a little thing. My back. Did you even know I had a back tattoo? No. My point is. Uh, it's not the same thing because I'm not out there with a fucking neon sign pointing to my back being like, everyone look at this shit. So, uh, it's weird to me that someone is so devoted to someone. They're like, you know what I want to do? Go outside and fucking wave this heavy ass flag on the corner. Like that's, that's weird that's a weird form of loyalty that gets kind of in the scary territory. And um, it doesn't matter which side, left or right. When you're like, if you, if they're just a god to you, eh, it's, 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 it's getting scary. It doesn't matter. Biden, Trump, Clinton, Obama, Bush, doesn't matter. Doesn't matter who the fuck Republic. It doesn't matter to me. If you are out there with a Hillary Clinton fucking flag waving that shit, like, ugh, there's something. There's something we, we should sit down and talk. There's something going on, and, and there's some, you know, something missing inside you. Anyway, my point is, uh, this ex is now an extreme Trump supporter, and. That is neither good nor bad. It is just weird to me because the entire time I knew her, uh, she didn't give one shit about politics. Um, and it's not like we stopped talking at 16. You know, I knew we knew each other. We dated when we were adults. So uh, my my question would be, if we had stayed together, I don't think the racism would have gone away. But would she still have been as pro-Trump as she is? Or is she just mirroring actions of her husband, who's very much, you know, goatee, Oakley's, uh, American flag pants, monster truck driving, um, will staunchly defend that Kid Rock makes good music. Uh, that Trapped has more than one good song, or a good song, 
Not even more than one good, because that would imply that they have a good song. You know, and, like, he's the typical, like, Midwestern-looking, like, fucking Trump, libtard, bullshit, pussy, faggot, fucking... Um, and so, I guarantee, it's like when you hear a little kid talk about politics. It, unless it's my kid, who... <laughs> For whatever reason, he's all into politics on his own. I don't have to tell him shit. He can recite all. Yeah. Anyway, um, you know, you see, you see that happen in relationships. Like I'm, I'm this mirroring, this like parroting of like whatever they think, that's what I think too. But I hate immigrants, and Trump is the greatest. Now, like I said, uh, her racism has probably always been there, and probably would have got just you know has gotten worse because maybe she's not around. She like she lives in she lives back in that small desert town around nothing but white people. And so I think she's now living in that insular bubble. So you know, it was bound to happen. There was already bits of racism there. And I think uh you know, people sometimes justify it of like, well, I'm not racist. Look, I love, you know, my friend's Mexican, my friend's... And it's like, well, all right, cool. I know plenty of people who... It's like, just because you have a Mexican friend doesn't mean you're not racist. You can still uh, have bad thoughts against um, any people of color, you know, or anyone who's different from you. You know, I, I had a big issue with Jay Electronica, who is a rap artist, you don't know who was supposed to put out an album 10 years ago didn't finally put it out this year the only problem is half of the fucking album is jay-z and jay-z outshines the dude on his own album um and well like like he might like i don't understand why jd doesn't even get credit why it's not jay electronica and jay-z like you know they'll watch the throne or the unfortunate one he did with r kelly where it's like, hey, here's our split album, but um, Jay Electronica, wildly fucking racist. But it's towards against, you know, it's against Jewish people. He's very anti-Semitic, and so kind of gets swept under the rug because they look close enough to white people. So fuck them. Who gives a shit? But you know, I see all these positive reviews and just glowing reviews of just like it's an amazing album. It's so good, and it's like, it's not. All right, he is fucking crazy racist, and he had someone else help him. Uh, like, how great is he, really? Like, what was, I want to know what he did. He couldn't even provide enough lyrics for his own album to, like, to even be considered great, as far as I'm concerned. Not only that, it was like, he's taking credit. It's like, no, this is my album, but yet Jay-Z did more work. Or an equal amount of work. You know? Who knows how much this fool actually did. Um, I digress. My, my thought was... Would I have been able to keep that, that racist fire to just a tiny little spark? And maybe she wouldn't be political because there would be no, there would be nothing for me. I'm not going to be like, hey, did you see what this bozo said? Or did you see this? Nope. That ain't happening with me. I don't really like talking politics. I will talk about it, but I don't like it. Um, it's kind of like t- talking about like the sun or the moon. You know, it's like, I fucking that sun it rose again today can you believe it it's like yes i can because it rises every single day and it sets every single day um you know i am not planning on running for office anytime soon so as far as i'm concerned i don't really have a place to say anything i i could say anything i want just like i can fucking yell about like uh, you know, a sports team and be the armchair quarterback and be like, fucking bums, they weren't out there. Unless I'm going to join the Eagles or whoever, you know, whatever sports team I'm complaining about, kind of need to shut up. 
you know, unless I'm out there being their coach or fucking being the quarterback and helping them do it, that's my opinion. Unless I'm doing something, it's just fucking empty, empty words. It just, it means nothing. Um, so that was my, my thought. Uh, I wonder if I would have been able to like affect her as a person. I wonder if like she would be a completely different person than she is now if we would have stayed together or if that was just in her, you know, it's kind of like the, the Darth Vader thing. It's like, well, could, could he have been saved? Could like, if there was, could have gone down a different path? Um, you know, there's always that in him and it was always supposed to come out. Maybe not. Um, so that was one of my thoughts. Another one. Uh, I, not that long ago, my wife, she, she's a vegan for the most part. Every once in a while she will eat meat and, uh, the other day she wanted to the other day I mean, month or two she wanted to eat in and out and i like in and out um in and out's great but uh, as i was eating it and and i've noticed that for a while now um cuz i stopped I stopped eating there a little while ago and i'll have it every once in a while but it's generally under someone's suggestion um and this has nothing to do with the taste or anything by any means but um, I, I, and I don't know if it was because I was littler or I was poor or I was used to different things. I don't know what it was. But I remember In-N-Out patties used to be a lot bigger than they are now. Now I feel like they're about the same size, if not thinner, than a McDonald's burger. And I mean like the actual burger, like if you got a hamburger or a cheeseburger or maybe a a Big Mac, because I know they use just the, they don't use the quarter pounders, they use the smaller patties. Um, but I don't know if that's just me, or if they've actually gotten smaller. Because um, I, I don't feel like anything else has changed, and you know, like, they're still kind of big, but I feel like a double-double was like a big thing now, and now, and not as in an event kind of big, but just size big. Like they're big, like I feel like they're fucking big, and now I feel like it's very small. Um, and I don't think it's because I've got myself have gotten bigger. I've eaten plenty of burgers, In and Out burgers, when I was twenty, and they seemed fucking big then. They don't seem as big anymore. Maybe because I've had bigger burgers. I don't know. They just don't seem big anymore to me. And at one time, they got like really salty. I think at uh. For a while, like, they weren't putting salt on their patties, but now they are. I don't know. But that's just my opinion on In-N-Out burgers. A lot of people don't like the the french fries. I have a buddy who says it tastes like cardboard. I don't think so. I like them. They're good. They're not the best. Everyone's got their, like, their go-to french fry place. You know, McDonald's is really good. I haven't had McDonald's fries in a long time, though, so I can't tell you how good they taste now. Um, they were once really good. Uh, I like, as far as fast food fries go, uh, Jack in the Box is pretty good. Who else? Yeah, I don't know. Anyway, I don't really generally get fries because of uh, my whole ear thing. It's just salt and Fat and not good for you. Tasty as fuck. But, um, so I have never been a fan or, uh, let me rephrase that. So yeah, I was never a fan of the Big Bang Theory. I never really liked it when it came out. Um, I tried watching it, you know, cause it was like, Hey, here's a show about nerd culture for nerds and yay, all this stuff. And, uh, you know, I like the dude from Roseanne. Kind of grew up with him. So it's like, oh, okay, I know who you are. I'll watch this. And I checked it out, and it just seemed like every other kind of sitcom. And uh, never really cared for it. And uh, every once in a while, like many of us, I would watch it when it would come on. Because it's on fucking TBS. 
a thousand times a day or some other place where it just runs a bunch of reruns. So I would watch it and uh, never really found it funny. Uh, sometimes I would chuckle here and there, but, you know. And then uh, one day, you know, it was like I, I found it at the library. I was like, I'm just going to watch it. And like started watching the seasons and then I watched it like and then it was like sporadic and it was still like it was okay. It was what it was. It, you know, it was good when I came home from a super stressful day at work. Uh, but, you know, just kind of like that mindless is same reason why I like uh, Amazing Race. But I was never like a huge, huge fan. And so uh, HBO Max came out, which I am a huge champion for and I love them and I think they're doing a great job. And if you don't have it, I think you should get it. Um, that being said, uh, HBO Max put Big Bang Theory on their platform and so I started watching it and my wife and I we would watch it every night we powered through it pretty quick it's like fucking 12 seasons and uh you know my I, I liked it I like it a little more now than I did before I still don't think it's like the best thing ever made I don't think it really represents nerd culture that great I don't care how much like science they get correct um my main problem is like the joke isn't really a joke sometimes where like the joke is he has Doctor Who pajamas or it's like, look, I bought this stuff at the comic book store. Ha <laughs> ha. We're going to Comic-Con. Ha 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 ha. It's like the, the joke is just something that they're doing. Um, and then like I have lots of problems with it, like. Being someone who's been friends with nerds for a long time. Um, like. One. there, One of those nerds. Would be. Like. Very much. Into. Like hip hop culture. Or trying to be cool. There's, a, there's always going to be one. Um, like I don't like the fact that they had a uniform like the dude who wore the turtleneck uh for every every single episode they kind of had their same thing sheldon would wear a long sleeve underneath his short sleeve uh you know raj would always wear a button-up with a sweater vest and a jacket you know what i mean like they always had their thing it was like even like the girls when they started introducing like Penny and Bernadette and um, Penny's the only one who just kind of wore whatever, but Bernadette um, and uh, Sheldon's wife, whose name I'm blanking on for some reason right now, like they all had their like, this is what they wear. And that always bothered me. Like, I don't understand why they chose that. Like they made that decision, but they did. Um, but my point is after watching the entire series i had a couple thoughts one when you watch a sitcom um the office included any of them they're all kind of guilty of this like they start off very realistic and at the very end they're like almost cartoony versions of themselves like if you go back and you watch parks and rec the Ron Swanson that started off in the first couple episodes is nowhere near what he is now. In fact, like the season five Ron would, you know, completely demolish season one Ron. And like Leslie wasn't that superhuman. I only eat candy. I survive on no sleep. I, you know what I mean? Like this ultra just fucking go getter um not not that i'm complaining about parks and rec i'm just using it as an example even like with the simpsons you know if you watch season one versus season anything past season four like the family was more realistic it was more like king of the hill where it's it was more grounded in reality and then it just went into extravagant it's a little different when it's an actual cartoon my point is um with most sitcoms that's generally what happens and it is what it is um 
Big Bang seems to have done the opposite to where it starts off as these like exaggerated cartoon versions of themselves. And then as time goes on, they actually form to be more real people. And like, um, if you watch from season one to fucking eight, if it's ever on, I want you to do me a favor, count in your head, pull out a timer. It doesn't matter from the time that a joke, like they say a joke or the joke ends. And then when they start another one, and then when that joke ends, I don't know if that makes sense. So like they'll, they'll say their joke, ha 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 ha. And then they go on to another joke. So I'm like between, okay, here's a better way of saying it. Now that I've messed this all up time between laughs. So when one laugh ends to when the next one begins, I did this once and I don't think more than 20 seconds would go by without a laugh. And once I noticed that it started being really annoying. Um, and like, they didn't let things breathe. They didn't let them take time and settle in. It had to be like, boom, 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 boom. Uh, they don't do that towards the end, specifically the last season. Um, and the season before, like they start letting, like having actual serious moments and being like, you know what? It's okay to have a conversation for a minute, two minutes and not have that fucking laugh. And and I know they're very, uh, defensive about not having laugh tracks and we do it in live. Okay. doesn't matter. They're not having that, the laughter, like they can actually stop and just hey, let's take our time for a second because you don't need just boom, 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 boom. Sometimes you get a bigger laugh when you like build the moment, let it kind of sit in with stuff. And the, you know what I mean? Um, so unlike most shows, I think the Big Bang got better as it went on. I think it got more realistic as it went on. And I like in the beginning, they were just very like every joke uh, was about Raj, you know, with his curry, uh, the, the two guys, Raj and the other guy, uh, being gay, uh, you know, what's his name being short. Like it was the same jokes, uh, Penny being dumb and slutty. It's like the same jokes, every single episodes, just boom, boom, boom. Like, okay, no one, you know, they're nerds. They don't get laid, blah, 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 blah. Um, which is not true because, uh, Leonard, he gets lots of uh, of ladies, more so than most uh, people in in uh, his position or what they're trying to paint themselves as. You know, he my my wife was just once like he's a womanizer. He gets all sorts of ladies. Um, but yeah, it, it was a weird thing uh, rewatching it and kind of paying attention to that, but. Uh, Am I still a huge fan of it? No. I think Young Sheldon is a way better of a show. They took out that laugh track. They let moments fucking kind of have their time. And uh, I think it was, uh, they took what they learned from that show and then took the best from it, left out the worst. Um, it doesn't start off the greatest, but man, like it really becomes a, a good a good show. And I think it rivals a lot of the other shows. I think it's way better than Big Bang theory for sure. Um, speaking of that, I have noticed a lot lately, uh, of, of people kind of being like Sheldon Cooper, uh, where it's, uh, you know, you introduce any slight change and they freak out and I get it. We, we like being comforted um, but, uh, man, sometimes it's a dangerous thing where you're like, Hey, all right, no, we're going to do this. And they're like, no, what do you mean? We can't do that. That's insane. I was thinking the other day, uh, that there is not really a good way to tell someone to stop talking. Like, you know, say you and a friend are talking and you hear a rusty gate and, you know, someone sharpening their axe or a witch whispering. 
there's no, like, there's polite ways, but there's no, like, real good way to be like, can you please stop talking? Or, shh, or, hey, hold on, wait, shut up. There needs to be a way, uh, because almost all of it feels rude. Even, like, you throwing up the one finger, and it's like, sometimes you may not take offense to it, but uh, I feel like all the ways to tell someone to stop talking can be construed as rude, even if it's said politely. Uh, maybe, I don't know, hold that thought for a second. But like, yeah, I don't know. Let me know if you can think of, of something. Um, I also realized the other day that uh, I don't like pools anymore. At, at a certain point, pools where these extravagant uh, items of luxury, especially if you had one in your own house. I have grown up in apartments my entire life. And um, so like I've had, I've grown up around pools a lot and it's always kind of a bummer. Like if you go to an apartment complex and there's not a pool, you know, kind of fucking run down uh, shanty town. Are you taking me to? Um, but I grew up around pools. I love pools. And then, you know, I like anytime you go to a hotel and there's a pool or you go to a friend's house, there's a pool. I always get excited. Uh, man, there's always a bit like my cousin, when I lived in Northern California in high school, he was the only one who had a pool. Uh, it was above ground, but still during those summer nights when it's like 95 degrees at midnight and that, that pool, mwah, beautiful and so you know my cousin who almost no one could stand uh became quite popular and uh you know there was a certain time where just like pools man that was like uh, yes yes please even sometimes during winter time because it's like i live in southern california now and it's like well, we could still go during the day when it's you know 71 or 65 degrees it's like yeah it may be a little cold but a lot of times the pools are heated pool was heated even fucking better doesn't matter what time of year it is i'm going in now pools to me are kind of uh they give me that same feeling it's like going to the post office or the dmv or if i get somewhere where i'm like no why like just imagine you know someone telling you let's just go to the dmv like let's go people watch at the dmv that might be interesting, but, uh, like, it's like, why, why? And I feel the same way about the pool. It's like, let's go in the pool. My imagination isn't that good anymore. You know, before it was, I'd dive into the pool because there was an explosion. And then I'm going to go find an underwater tunnel and, and all this fun stuff. And then you're playing Marco and Polo and you're jumping off shit. And I, for, for one I don't have that kind of energy anymore. Uh, two, my imagination's not, like, I don't use my, like, I get in, and I'm like, all right, well, now what? Okay, now I just sit here and kind of float in this pool of bacteria. Fuck that nonsense. Uh, it just seems like it's, it just seems gross. Like I want to soak in chemicals and then other people's pee and spit and fucking fecal matter. Cause it's, you know what? Look, if you're not wiping your asshole good enough and you jump into a pool, guess what's going to happen? It's going to start floating. It's going to break off from your, your rectum area and then float off and around in the pool. And then, you know, someone else has got an open wound and hey, don't even get me fucking started pools. No, thank you. But, uh, I just thought it was funny how I went from, loving pools to hating pools. And on that note, I was also thinking about waterbeds and what the fuck, why were those ever a thing? Why? And, and you know, I remember loving waterbeds and thinking like, man, this is, it doesn't get any better than this. Like, oof, you are a fucking king if you have a waterbed. But uh, no, 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 thank you. For one, I, I have dizziness problems, so something that moves is never fun. And uh, 
like I like think thankfully they're not a thing anymore. And I remember there was a point where um, they started making waterbeds that don't move, and I was like, well, what the fuck's the point? Um, I just I want to be with the person who invented them and like their thought process of like, fuck yes, I want to fill this bag up with water. And then when I move in the middle of the night, it fucking causes a tidal wave. And then I'm getting whiplash and flung around my bed because I fucking just twitched my shoulder a bit. That's a fun thing. I'm glad they're gone. Fuck them. And God forbid, what if, you know, sometimes I like to juggle knives and scissors and other sharp things while I'm in my bed. So it helps me relax before bedtime. Don't fucking judge me. I like to do it. With waterbeds, you can't do it. On my on my nice firm mattress, I can do it. A knife can fall, stick right in the bed, pull it out. Guess what? My bed is not deflated. There's not now a leak springing, hitting me in the eyeball. I'm fine. Well, I will stop there. That is uh, a bunch of the list gone. I can now erase those off of my phone and be done with them. Hopefully it wasn't uh, too much of a chore to listen to. Um, But as we go on into the new year, uh, I plan on doing more. I feel like my depression is, well, it is what it is. (laughs) But um, I need to get back to being more creative and and just... uh, yeah, doing things. So hopefully you most likely won't be listening to this on New Year's Eve. Maybe you are. And if you are listening to this on New Year's Eve and before the bell rings, happy New Year's to you or tomorrow. Happy New Year's to you as well. Um, hope everyone is doing well out there. And uh, yeah, that's all I got on this side. See ya. See ya next year. Thank you for listening. We hope you enjoyed today's episode of That Meddlesome Jerk.